dolomite motherfucker. This is the Dave and Checky Show. We got this groovy podcast for ya. Reviewing crazy tunes or quoting Twain and Sting and Doom. We'll bring ideas to share like bonus points for extra flair. Cause it's the freaking Dave and Checky Show. Show. We're bringing you this groovy review. We might preview movies, bake some bread, or drink some smoothies. So come on, have way too much caffeine. You roll up some rivers, I'll reference some Raffi. This is the Dave and Checky Show. Hey there, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 54. 54 of the Middle Aged Cool Kids Super Terrific Podcast featuring. Your pals, Vernon and Louisa. All right, Vernon and Louisa. And I think you know who I am. I have no idea. Robe. Robe? Yes, it's it's sort of a combination of names, but I just go by the name of Robe. Robe. <laughs> All right. Robe. 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 Oh, a I Robe. Uh-huh. Robe. Robust? They're just robust. Uh, well, uh, welcome uh, to uh, okay. A Moment in the Sun with your hosts, Vern and Louisa. I'm Roba. So you are neither Vern or Louisa. No, that's the fun thing about the show. Is it? The mystery host. I see. Third mic mystery host, Roba. Silent host. Uh, you. Uh, <laughs> well, that's what... Uh, all right. Anyway... That's not the road we're going down today, right? No, today we are going down a road of complete whiteness. No, that is... Everything in the world that is good and white. All right. Hi, uh, I'm not a racist, I just TV on play one. Okay, today uh, we are going to talk about My Name is Dolomite. Bitch, are you for real? terrific Eddie Murphy and the equally lovely Wesley Snipes. Snipes. Apparently Wes- that man is a good actor. Apparently. He's uh Wesley Snipes never should have gone to jail. Okay? Yeah. That is a travesty. I don't care what he did. The man can act. Just like OJ can throw a football, Snipes can act. Snipes is a uh, Snipes is yes. This is, this is true. He is a, he is a... Snipes can jump from scene to scene. Okay. Snipes, Snipes man can jump. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. 
What what other movies was uh, Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes in together? Was there more than one? I, I think it was, right? I th- wasn't there a White Men Can Jump 2 or something? Well, I don't other know. Other than that franchise, that wonderful charm. Uh, Sh- I think that's Shane Black. Well, I, there's no reason to call the guy names. I think it's Shane African American. No, no. Shane Black is a white man oh. with a, with a last name. This is an upside black. down world. Shane Black is a white man, and I bet Shane White is a black man. Uh, I don't know who Shane White is. That's but because he's a black guy. He's not famous like Shane Black. This is the world. I, I got to say, Shane White is also an interesting name. It's a nice name. That's what I'm going by. That's my new rap name, Shane White. What happened to Roba? He's a host. Oh. I'm like, you know, Roger from The Family Guy. I have many different characters. Oh, I see. Well, yes. lucky Welcome lucky to the salon. I'm, uh, you can sign in and take a bath. I see. Or not. All right. Signing in, though, you have to. Anyway, uh, before we start uh, talking about this movie, I will say that we have been away um, for the summer, basically. Our last show was the 4th of July weekend show. Wow. Do you remember what it was about? I have no idea. It was Power Trios. Dave on Power Trios. Dave on Power Trios. That sounds fun. Okay. Well, it was pretty fun. And oh. uh, But the, the truth of the matter is is that summer came, and with it came a lot of, uh, well, a lot of chores around the house, painting and gardening, and also Dave has been recording and mixing, so um, he has not been available to do the podcast, but I think the mixing is winding down, right? Excuse me. Oh, for fuck's sake, bro. That was the mix. It just wound right down. Uh-huh. I think it just wound up. Dave? On my plate. David? Uh-huh. I'm trying to be nice and cut, talk cut about you. Out. I'm not cutting that part out. I want oh. people to know. Oh, jeez. People to know that it's you true. are... Uh, I'm a burper. Uh, well, you were a disrespectful burper. Whoa, harsh out. That's it. So, um... As we used to say in high school, harsh out, man. Who did you say that to? Everyone who was harshing me out, man. Dave, you went to a ridiculously liberal school exactly. where I'm sure it's all, all people would relative. be fired for harshing you out. Uh, no, you know, you look you, every. You know, never mind. Yeah, that's the yeah. that was the begin of the decline of Western civilization. Oh my God, there's a panther in the house. The uh, not this is not a visual show. Okay, because if you had seen, you would see that panther climbing up the walls. No. Amazing stuff we got going here. We have a small black cat who Dave really likes. Dave. Anyway. Take it easy. <clears throat> Anywho, uh, so whatever, we keep getting interrupted by Dave. To this week uh, is all about... Bowfinger. My name is Dolomite. Way down in the jungle deep. The lion stepped on the signified monkey's feet. The monkey said, motherfucker, can't you see? You standing on my goddamn feet. The lion said, I ain't heard a word you say. If you say three more, I'll jump off on your motherfucking head. Hey, man, don't give me that buddy hacking shit. Make that shit swing. Put your weight on it. Now, that brings me to Bowfinger. No, just kidding. It does not bring you to Bowfinger, Dave. Now, let me tell you something about Dolomite. Which one? The the, the docu-movie or... When the, I was a kid, okay. we used to sit around the, the table 
and converse about dolomite. You did? No, because okay. we were white people. I see. But the monkey got wise and started using his wit. Said he think I'm gonna bring her in to all this ass kicking shit. <laughs> he ran up on the line the very next day. He said, oh, Mr. Lion, there's a big, bad, burly motherfucker coming your way. He said, and he's somebody that you don't know because he just broke loose from Wrangling Brothers' show. Dolomite had no reflect, reflection upon us at all. Then why did you start to say that? Because I'm not sure. I'll get to it soon. Okay. Are you, are you prepared this is to what do I'm a saying. show today, Dave? Yeah, you know I'm saying... Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. Now that guy is a good actor. Yes. Also, mm-hmm. who's better, him or Wesley Snipes? Why do I have to choose? See, that's what I'm saying. Can't we have more than one black star in our world? Let's uh, let's just roll it back a little bit. Um, some of you uh, have seen the movie. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. You can't just laugh at yourself the whole time. Oh, just no. This is something that happened in a coincidence. Uh huh. <laughs> Okay. Are you high, Dave? No, no. David, did you smoke the weed before Whoa, you hey, came Whoa, hey, what up? is this? This is some kind of after-school special? Did you do a weed? Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> apparently the answer is yes. I've been I did going a weed. up, uh, I've been behind the hill. Okay. I don't know what, I don't know what, I have no idea. Anyway, um, <laughs> if you are familiar with The Room, Tommy Wiseau's The Room, uh, you also are very familiar with a movie that came out. Uh, about the making of, called The Disaster Artist with um, James Franco and uh, a bunch of fun folks. And this is what I am, uh, my name is Dolomite is. It is pretty much the same thing. It is uh, a behind the scenes um, telling of the making of Dolomite. And, you know, we did a whole episode on black exploitation not too long ago, last year sometime. And uh, we didn't, we should have watched this one because it's after we watched My Name is Dolomite, I felt compelled then to watch Dolomite with a fresh pair of eyes. And it was. uh, I just, the thing is, we didn't know to watch this. How would you know? Well, there were so many to choose from. I think we tried to watch Superfly or. What? what, This is what I'm trying to watch. Yes. What is Dolomite? Dave, we just watched a no, movie. No, I know we watched the movie and I know the guy became Dolomite, but where did that saying come from? That was that guy Rico. Uh, he just made it up. The bum made up Dolomite and then this guy, beca- there was nothing before that? He just I, said, I'm Dolomite? The, the, the bum, a.k.a. Hobo. For, okay, uh, spoilers ahead. So in the making Spoil of... the shit out of it. Well, you don't want to... Okay. In the making of the movie, uh, there are it's you know it gives the backstory on how um, Rudy Ray Moore, right? I got the name right, right? Ray Moore. Rudy Ray Moore. Rudy Ray Moore. Yeah. How he went from working at like a, a record store to becoming, you know, the star of Dolomite, uh, one of uh, a cult classic at this point. Um, a great example of black exploitation, but also there's this behind the scenes shit that is the movie about the movie is 
I think great. I think it's well done. I think the story is amazing. And it starts off with this homeless guy, smelly homeless guy, Rico, coming into the record store. Oh, man. He smells like urine. You be touching the door? Man, go stop him. I'm not stopping shit, man. I'm the assistant manager. I'm delegating that to you. You go deal with stinking ass Rico. I'm not going anywhere near them germs, man. Uh, Rico responds best to authority, so the manager should do it. Hell no, Rico, not today. Hey, I was born in the barrel of butcher knives. Been shot in the ass by two code 45s. Yeah, I know, I know. Been slapped by a bed, bit by an eel. I chew up railroad iron and I shit out steel. All right, nigga, let's go. That's it. Come I on. I jumped in the ocean and swallowed a whale. Handcuffed lightning. Throwed Thunder's ass in jail. Look, Rico, this ain't no place for your hobo stuff. Oh, I ain't no hobo. I am a repository of Afro-American folklore. Hey, come on, look here, brother. I just need someone to get something to eat. I ain't got no teeth. All I can do is sip on some soup. Come on, give me a quarter. All right, Rico, All I'm right. going to give you a quarter. And you going to get man. some soup, man. Then you just got to get up out get of here, all right? Out of here. Come on, let's go, man. Let's yeah, get it's on. Go on now. All right. All right. All right. Okay. First, I'm going to tell you something. One of the funniest fucking things you ever did here. Oh, come on, man. Some people think that Willie Green was the baddest man the world had ever seen. But I want you to light up a joint. Screw your wig on tight. And let me tell you about a little bad motherfucker called Dolomite. <laughs> I don't know if he was a junkie or a drunk. A drunkie. He was a drunkie. But the rhymes were somewhat entertaining. He was a wino. He was a wino? I think that was the basic scenario. Okay. Well, then he was a wino. And uh, it was just kind of... He spouted off some shit, and here we got Rudy Ray Moore, who has tried at this point to become a singer. He has tr- he is hosting, emceeing sh- uh, shows at a local club, you know, trying to tell jokes that are not going over very well. And so he's he's trying to hustle, but he doesn't have much to hustle with, I guess, right? Well. Yeah, he's a little, little over the hill at this point. Well, not only that, but it, it doesn't. I don't think age is a factor. I just think if you have some content, if you have something people are interested in, I, I don't know that the well, delivery in, system cares. He was in the seventies, and he had his fifty nineteen fifties music. Yeah, he was over the hill. He already had his time, and he had missed it. But they played the 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 song, and I thought it was quite catchy. It was not so long ago Was just a bashful barefoot bow I used to buy her lollipop Take her riding in my little kitty cot But then the years went swiftly by All the boys gave her the eye But I'm wiser now and then For in love or war the best man wins Yeah, it was catchy And he probably wrote it when he was, you know, 15 years younger than that so you think he had been pushing that song for... He had a wig. He's going bald. He, you know, he, the whole thing, he was like he, out of shape, older, middle-aged guy. 
So that that's that's fine. And I mean it's true and it's fine. So uh this this regular hobo. Oh, I ain't no hobo. I am a repository of Afro-American folklore. He catches his eye one particular time because he is doing these rhymes. So then he goes down to Hobo Central, wherever that is, with a uh, a notebook and a pen and a stack of dollar bills and starts getting all their stories, all these black guys, homeless black guys, winos, or whatever they were, they were... They were, they were more than just down on their luck. They were also on something, uh, all of them. So he gets all their stories, and he creates this new character based on one of those stories, Dolomite. Dolomite is my name, and fucking up motherfuckers is my game. From there, he gets uh, he has like an underground stand-up uh, routine, basically, that he records and becomes an instant... I won't say smash, but definitely uh, one of those, almost like the tube bar, right? Mm, yeah. I mean, but it's it was. Yeah, it's not really. Very okay. People paid for no one's buying the tube bar. That was just tapes that were passed around. That's true. He was selling albums. He was, but but not to the masses, and people were sharing them. What well, was underground? Underground. The Chitlin Circuit. Uh, well. He started touring these records with these. It's almost like, think of, uh, you know, a, a a black dice clay just going around doing these rhymes. But these were. How about that G, black Gino Bisconti? Well, that's a whole other thing. Let's get into that much later. But uh, he goes on tour doing these rhymes. He so he took these stories and polished them up a bit, became this character of Dolomite and. Uh, He's a thief. Became six man, man steals material left and right from his own people. So, uh, not to mention yes, uh, the signifying monkey. That uh, he didn't write that. He might have. Uh, he he might have adapted it. He did not a, write that. He changed it up. So I he mean, stole it up. All right. Well, and Stolomite, you should have called his oh, name. Okay. And quite frankly. Rico needed to have some Rico laws enacted and got an attorney on that motherfucker. We don't know what happened with Rico. Nothing happened with Rico. My okay. died. Okay. I don't know that. Uh, did you look that up? No, but I'm just predicting. Okay, Otherwise, well, that would have been part of the story. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, they maybe never saw him again, or in the in the movie, uh, it could have been that Rico was, you know. Should be called okay. Carlos Mencia might. He might not have been a real person, and it might have just been a culmination of a bunch of characters put together maybe. for the now, story. That, that yes? brings me to another point. All right. Eddie Murphy, uh-huh. much more charismatic than the real guy. Now I don't, I, I don't believe that that guy. I think the man who uh, Rudy Ray Moore. I don't think he was anywhere near an Eddie Murphy. No, Eddie Murphy is. They should have got Leon Spinks to play the motherfucker. Why? Eddie Murphy was amazing. Yeah, too amazing. D- no, there's, there's no such thing. No, I'm just saying, if Dolomite was as amazing as Eddie Murphy, he would have been Eddie Murphy. Right, but he wasn't. But so Eddie Murphy was too good for the role. No, I think and the, and they tried too charismatic. Okay. And the Dolomite never flashed those teeth. This is this this is the the way of it, Dave. They are appealing to a much wider audience than Dolomite did. A much whiter audience. Wider, I said oh, wider. Oh, oh, sorry. But the thing is, Wesley Snipes also way more charismatic than the original guy. 
I mean, the whole thing makes it seem like, huh, I wonder why I didn't know about Dolomite. Well, we didn't know about it because it was a piece of shit. No, well, this is, okay. All right, Dave. I mean, Eddie Murphy's great, but Dolomite, eh. Anyway, so uh, the the behind the scenes with Eddie Murphy uh, and Wesley Snipes, they, you can see, like, they show them filming scenes, and during their scenes... They acted as those guys acted, which is awfully, terribly, badly, but it's hysterical. It is hysterical. Uh, I gotta say, I, I've, I really enjoyed watching the movie. And if you watch this movie, there's just no way in hell you're not gonna want to go back and watch Dolomite. And it was just, uh, I've checked on YouTube to see if it was available for free somewhere. Someone uploaded it six days ago. Already 500,000 views. <laughs> or nearly 500,000 views in six days. So I'm not the only one who's watching Dolomite or watching My Name is Dolomite and then going over and rewatching the movie. Mm. Uh, the movie is hysterical. It's th- There's a boom mic in 30% of the shots. It's... It's so fun to watch and and see that. And I feel like in the My Name is Dolomite, in the docu-drama-dy, uh, they went back and they used some of those same locations, which I thought was awesome. Uh, the arrest scene, I think, is that same house. Hmm. Yeah, well, I didn't notice that. Yeah, I mean, I didn't notice until I started watching the movie, but it was... Uh, I really, they did a really good job. This was a, a, a very much a uh, an homage to to the story behind Dolomite, and I'm I'm glad it exists. You know, I made a documentary myself, uh, and I always thought the behind the scenes, the making of the documentary, would be a ridiculous movie because it was similarly uh, filled with hijinks and craziness. So uh, maybe it'll spark me to write that script. I think if you've got a, you've got a few up your sleeve. That's probably true, but uh, it doesn't matter if no one wants to see them or read them. But uh, yeah, oh, my uh, documentary, I think, has 8,000 views on YouTube. Excellent. Yeah, our, our bread-making video, 20... 5,000 views? Wow. But everyone hates it. <laughs> so many thumbs down. Good. Maybe more thumbs down than thumbs up. So we don't care, really. We think it's hysterical. Um, so we were, at, prior to seeing this, I had talked to Dave about us doing an episode about Eddie Murphy because I think we both love him, right? Yeah. I like Eddie Murphy. Okay, Dave, this is a show that we both talked about. I said about. I like Eddie Murphy. Okay. Go on, I'm listening. And we were going to talk about all of the different movies that he did. and. Uh, well, I have a special tie to Eddie Murphy. You Oh, oh Englewood, New Jersey? That's right. Okay. I know Eddie Murphy's neighborhood. I grew up right there. I don't know that he still lives I there. I used to go kite up that block right next to him, evading the caps. <laughs> What was that street name again? Uh, Bubble Hill. Bu- no, that was his house name. Oh, well, I'm not giving away the street. 
I don't think he lives there anymore, Yeah, Dave. but I don't live there now either. So, who cares? No, I don't care. No, he lived off of Lidecker Avenue. Lidecker. Lidecker. But he didn't live on Lidecker. He lived off the corner. Is it Nostrum's? Nos- Van Nostrum. Is that it? Mm, perhaps. Are you seriously not telling or do you not remember? It was off of Lidecker. Lidecker's right there. Okay. All right. Get out your Google Maps, folks. But uh, I th- our friend Licky, Glenn, has a uh, Eddie Murphy story as well, where he was with a bunch of friends, and Eddie Murphy showed up, and somehow uh, Licky and a few and his crew wound up going back to Englewood and bowling at Eddie Murphy's house. <laughs> That's excellent. That is excellent. Are you kidding me? So, uh, <clears throat> even without these stories, I have to be honest, I've loved Eddie Murphy from the get-go. From Saturday Night Live, when it was a more watchable show, uh, he just he just lit that shit up. His uh, comedy specials, ridiculous. And uh, I don't think he's made a movie that I don't enjoy. And that's even including ones that other people don't enjoy. Distinguished gentlemen. Oh, all that. I mean, Golden Child, Coming to America. They started filming Coming to America, too, you know. A boomerang. Boomerang. Dude, we liked Norbit. <laughs> that shit was fucking funny. Norbit. And of the, the, the Disney-ish movies he does. Didn't he make some movies where he's really big? Yeah, that's like... Uh... Nutty professor. Oh, God. Is he in the Hercules movie? Hercules, Hercules. Yeah, he's all of those characters. So, did Martin do something like that, too? Wait, who's Big Fat Mama? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yes, Mama's house. That's Martin. I think that's Martin, and then Medea does that other thing. Medea. Now, that's no talent, heck. Yeah. Never mentioned Medea in the same sense as Martin and the other guy we were talking about. Eddie Murphy? Exactly. (laughs) Maybe we don't smoke before the show. Hey, maybe take it easy. Maybe smoking I smoke right the... now. I'm smoking right now, baby. Maybe you Whoa. go up behind the hill after the show. Me and Paul, me and uh, Roy Schaefer smoking right now. Who's Paul? Paul Roy Schaefer. Is that his name, Paul Roy Schaefer? Roy Schaefer. I call him Roy Schaefer after Paul Schaefer. Oh, I see. Uh, I, I Let's just get back to my name is Dolomite. My... It's, I think, a solid effort. And a 10, what would you give it, David? Well, this is the thing. Now, oh, it is a solid effort, and it was entertaining. Mm-hmm. But there were a couple things in it that caused me to grimace. Okay. Now, one of them was when the investment brothers uh-huh. were talking about expanding the market. And they go, well, who, who, who are we going to sell it to? And something about whites? What the hell is this? Every black hipster is listening to it. You go down Crenshaw, South Central, Baldwin Hills, this is blasting out of every door. It's insane. The guy's actually selling it out of his car trunk. And you think this can cross over? To who? Whites? No, to blacks who don't shop out of car trunks. I just, it struck me as being, I can't remember exactly, but it was a line that stuck out. It was not happening. Well, maybe that's what was said, though. And then also, when they were uh, 
her, him and the Queen Bee were uh, talking. Uh-huh. But she was her real character's name, whatever the hell that was. And she's like, I want to really thank you. We've really come a long way. I'm so grateful for you putting me in this movie. Because I ain't never seen nobody that looks like me up there on that big screen. You know what I'm saying? Oh, shit. I may not be sexy, but I'm a real woman. And I really appreciate what you did for me. Yeah, it's just, it was so contrived. Like, that just shouldn't, didn't need to be in there. Or but it should it have been be, subtly, more subtle or something. It might have been a real moment. I mean, I know that uh, it did seem a little cliche, but I, I've seen Oprah say that to people. I've seen people say that to Oprah. So uh, we're not black, so and we've never had a problem of not seeing people like us on screen. All right. So it could be a real moment. I'm not going to... Uh, you know, it's not like this movie is PC, Dave. It's, it's right. not a PC movie at all. Apparently, so if white it has, people smell like dogs, so no, I they, don't know. They do not say that in oh. this movie. I do not believe that to be I, the My case. favorite part of the movie was he, when he's in with the, uh, re, the record exec guy, uh-huh. and he's suggesting the album cover, and then he suggests the album <laughs> cover. That was clearly the best part of the movie. There's a lot of nakedness in this movie, and it's it's very funny. It's a it's a really great movie. That and when they're writing the script, and he's like, "Yeah, blame white man, the white blame whitey." We want this thing to be raw. Tell it like it is on the streets. Yeah, lots of pimps and hoes and cussing and all that shit. And kung fu and karate. Brothers love all that kung fu. You gotta have all that kung fu and karate and that Bruce Lee shit. They love that. I'm sorry. Do you know karate? No, but I'm a fast learner. I can learn how to chop me a motherfucker. You know what we should have? A all-girl kung fu army. Um, you know, there's there's plenty of story opportunity, Rudy. Across this nation, inner cities are being plagued by violent crime. I I, I feel the government hasn't stepped up. That's it. It's White's fault. It's yeah, a corrupt that's... government. They corrupt the motherfucker don't care about the people. The mayor's corrupt. He won them Nixon motherfuckers. And there's an exorcism. God damn it. An exorcism? Yeah, you know all that. Oh, my mother sucks cocks in hell. They love that shit. That's their favorite dish right now. He's like, they're trying to write the script and yeah. he's trying to get the other guy behind it. Keenan Peel. Key. Key. What was his name? Keenan no, Key. He, he's Key. Michael Key, Michael Key. Anyway. Key Michael. He was all right. I don't know his name. He wasn't the best part of the movie, that's for sure. No, but he was the, he was, you know. uh, He was fine. He was a legitimate legitimate black dude in the play industry trying to. Yeah. He was was cultured. I wonder what that guy went on to do. Jerry Jones. We could look it up for sure. But uh, I feel like uh, he did great. I think they all did good. I feel like the movie is better than the whole Dolomite. Well, of course. I, I mean, it's kind of like Disaster Artist is better than The Room. Of course Yeah, but it's, it's like, be. you know, when you do a documentary about Hendrix, you know, clearly Hendrix is going to be better than the documentary. This is like this isn't this a, is a stellar cast doing like a documentary about something not that stellar. It's cool, but it's, it's a little odd. The Room is because it's ironic, but this guy wasn't trying to be ironic. This guy was... What I don't understand what you th- what do you think? D- 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 w- they're almost exactly alike. Look, 
Dolomite was trying to make a comedy. And if he had the money, he would have made a better movie. He wasn't trying to make that movie. He just ended up with that movie. Okay. Well, the, I mean, the he... room guy, I don't know what his deal is. I don't know. If he was trying to make that movie, he's brilliant. He's probably a very similar case to the Dolomite guy, except way less talented. But and had more money, probably. From, from <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> How the fuck did that guy get all that money? I no don't one know. Knows. I don't want to know. No one knows. I, I love a mystery uh, that surrounds Tommy Wiseau. Maybe. They invite him into the room. That's but I feel problem. like they're similar in that they're two dudes who, who want fame who want to see their project and themselves on the screen and hustle the shit out of getting it put together, and they're both not great at all. But yet, out of both come these fun background stories that uh, are entertaining and driving more people to see the original. It's insanity. I mean, look at American, what is it, American movie. Same thing, right? We watched American movie, the documentary about these two guys making that terrible mm. horror movie, Coven. Yeah. I, I would not have yeah, any but desire that, yeah. to watch Coven yeah, if but I hadn't no, watched it's not the same thing. movie. The guy, that American movie didn't star someone like Eddie Murphy and Wesley Snipes and Chris Rock. No, but it still made me want to see the original. That's yeah, what but I'm it's, it's not, it, it wasn't much better. The documentary is not that much better than Coven, is it? Maybe, I don't know. American movie is fucking brilliant. And Coven's terrible? Coven's terrible. He's uh, got all of his neighbors in it. Hey. He doesn't even say Coven right. He says Coven. I don't know what the hell it is. It's I thought a, it was a guy like an attorney's name. Roy Coven. No. American movie is uh, a great documentary. I remember it, but yeah. barely. Do you remember that those people contacted me at my cable access show? I do not. They did. They happened Coven. to be in New York City. The Coven people? Yeah. Coven to get the, you? No, the, not the Coven people, the people who made American Movie. Oh, okay. I guess they were watching cable access at gotcha. their hotel. And oh, they, that's cool. They contacted me uh, a long time ago. But, uh, yeah, so it was... Uh, what was it, the name it, of the guy who used to nod out on TV all the time? Oh, Kastabi. Paul Kastabi. <laughs> Kasabi? Kastabi? The Kastabi brothers? His, his brother was the artist, Mark. Oh, man, that shit was funny as fuck. I don't know if he's still alive. He used to be nodding out on the TV. On cable access? Why would you submit that tape? It's not like it was live. He had to submit the tape. <laughs> they didn't care. I used, to, oh, my, I used to have a show, for you guys that don't know, I used to have a show on Manhattan's cable access, public that, access. Does that still exist? I don't know. We don't live there anymore. I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. Um, but there were Who some... needs that if you got YouTube now? Uh, because it's still probably fun for people, um, but there was a there's so many crazy shows on public access, and one of them was a guy would he would just I think he would sit down. He played and, a little guitar. He hang out. I talk. think he would he would I think he started off like he was gonna do a show, but he would wind up just nodding out because he was all you know on the H as the kids like to say. Is that what the kids call it? I don't know what the, the kids call it. Do they call it the H? Hopefully, hopefully they do call it the H and they overdose on it. And they stop fucking fucking up the world. Thank you very much. Good night. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I... Call it the H, kid. Here's 10 bucks. Call it the H. And then there was a, there was a show that was on Aftermine. They were called The Skeptics. And I guess they were trying to do like a... 
some sort of sketch comedy and I was just like a total bitch and I would say like my last couple minutes of my show would be like uh well you know stay tuned for the skeptics or something. I would be really not cool and they complained why you said stay tuned no and then I then I started playing I think I would play one of their bits and make fun of it or something uh-huh. And then I, I got a cease and desist from somebody pretending to be their lawyer. That's good. <laughs> but the thing with cable access at the at the time was that they would routinely change your time and, and schedule. So, like, if you were on Friday nights at 11 o'clock, that would only last for maybe 12 weeks, eight weeks, I hmm. forget. And then they'd switch you to some other awful time. That's horrible. It was terrible. I had Friday. Why don't Friday they base it on fucking uh, ratings? Well, because I wanted it to be fair to everybody, and that's fine. But I uh, I had the best slot, and then I had, like, Tuesday at, like, 2 a.m., and I was like, ah. Isn't that something? I fair that to everyone turns years. out to be unfair to everyone. Well, Isn't that the system we live in? If I had kept the Friday night slot, I probably would have kept doing that show, but... They change me around so much so often. Well, it's, it's ridiculous. How are you supposed to build a following if you change people's time slot? Yeah. That's that's just that's what I'm saying. It's supposed to be fair to everyone. That's unfair to everyone. Thank you. When I started getting really shitty time slots, I started not spending as much effort onto them. It's absurd. You build towards something and then they take it away. Yeah, that's What's all right. What's the use? It's all right. I well, mean, what was I going to do? YouTube comes. Now you can go screw yourself. Yeah. Well, I'm not on the YouTubes yet because... I'm just saying, Manhattan Network, go, go fuck yourself. We did some cooking shows on YouTube. You can check them out. Um, but the truth of the matter is, is where we live right now, our internet is so slow that we don't have enough bandwidth to upload a video. <laughs> we barely have enough to just upload audio. So... It's uh, it's a bit of a, a problem. Who else was in that movie? In the movie that we saw that was like made a cameo. <clears throat> um, hold on. Cameo. Chris Rock was pretty good. Chris Rock, Snoop Dogg. Uh. Chris Rock was good. Snoop Dogg not too good. He cannot act. That man is not an actor. No, he's not a good actor, but. For what he did, and the truth of the matter is, he—it's funny because they had him being a DJ, but he was—he doesn't have a, a good DJ voice. He can't be anything but himself. And we saw that one movie where he was like—I think he was like—that was a weird movie. Can't remember exactly in Brooklyn or some shit. That weird one are you talking about? Yeah, something with a gun, something. In the in the home, homeless kids in an yeah, abandoned can, house or something, I don't remember. Well, it's not great. What do you think IMDb is giving this movie? Eight point five. Nope. Six point nine. Seven point four. Oh. See in between. Okay, uh, Eddie Murphy as Rudy, Keegan Michael Key as Jerry. The black Gino Bisconte as Jimmy. Now that man I've always liked. He he was exceptional as uh, as uh, Norton. What's his name? I will say Cramden's roommate. 
I mean, neighbor. What? He was exceptional in The Black Honeymooners. Oh. Now, you might think that's a bad movie, but I think it's a good movie. Okay. With Cedric the Entertainer as Ralph Cramden. I like Cedric. Now, Mike Epps, he is the better Epps, in my opinion. Omar Epps is the one that was on House? That's true. He's okay, but Mike Epps is funny. I I am telling you, if you look at Mike Epps and look at Gino Bisconti, Mike Epps looks like Gino Bisconti in blackface. (laughs) Or Jack, or, or, or Gino Bisconti looks like Mike Epps in whiteface. Mike Bisconti. It's crazy. It's cr- especially in this movie. Prove me wrong. Prove to me they're not the same person. We've got uh, Craig Robinson as the singer. He was good. He's yeah, I like Craig Robinson. He's good. He's funny. And then he's we, also talented. And the reason they uh, used him is because he can act and also sing. And Titus Burgess as Tony. He's exceptional. He's great. I forget the name of that show that he was in. Uh, Kimmy. Kimmy. Who is it? Kim. Something, something, Kimmy. Kimmy, something, Kim, Kimmy. Uh, Lady Reed, played by Divine Joy Randolph. I don't know who that is. I think that's uh, Queen Bee. I mean, I know who she is, but I don't know who that is. I see. <clears throat> I never heard of her before. Should we see what else she's been in? Okay, she was all right, but she seemed like she had a good singing voice, maybe. She. Is she a singer? She is I, working on a. Uh, a movie called The United States versus Billie Holiday. Well, that sounds good. Obviously, she plays Billie Holiday. She was in Empire for seven episodes playing the character of Pound Cake. Oh, yeah. We stopped watching that. We sure did. It was awful. Um, There's a cookie and pound cake. Cookie's great, but we just couldn't watch it. And after that, Jussie Smollett bullshit. What other girls we got in that movie? Banana Split. So, Maybe. She plays Banana Split in Empire. So, uh, Cody Smith-McPhee as Nick. Nick. Who's that again? One of the students. Oh, the head filmmaker. Yeah, I think so. Snoop. Ron Cephas Jones as Rico. Wait, Ron Cephas Jones. I've heard of that person before. You have? Yeah, was he an old black exploitation actor? Let's see. Wait, who was he? Is he... Did he play someone in one of them movies? He's known for This Is Us, Luke Cage, and Half Nelson. Let's see what his other filmography is. I feel like he's a black exploitation guy. He's got 40 credits. He must have been a black exploitation. I think there was a bunch of black exploitation guys making cameos in there. That's what I'm getting at. Nope. Oh, I'm not getting at that. You, you are incorrect, sir. Sorry. No whammy. No whammy. There was a whammy. Whammy. Uh, Barry Shabaka Henley. I suppose it was uh, Cousin Don. No, but you said, who is that guy? I know that guy. Chewbacca Henley. Shabaka. That makes it better. Shabaka. That sounds like a Muslim name. Does it? I changed my name from Ronnie to Shabaka. Oh, I see. I guess it does. Yeah, also in a whole bunch of things, but nothing that's black exploitation. God damn it, Chewbacca. What else we got? What other kind of beer we got? Miller's good. We got T.I. 
played Walter Crane. Yeah, now that sounds like a made-up name. He's that. Uh, he's a rapper, I think. Is he a rapper? Probably. Either that or a model. Luanel played the ant. Luanel is that one person? That's one one name. Luanel, the ant that he'd got There's money a company. from. Company. L, yes, the one who thought looked like. Uh, uh, what's her name? You thought she was Aretha Franklin. That's right. Tasha Smith, Wesley Snipes, Chris Rock, Alexander Filmanovic. Now, we need to see more Wesley Snipes. Is he in anything upcoming? That's Pre-production, post-production, production in general. <laughs> Let's see. Uh... Yeah, Wesley Snipes. Now, that man's got charisma and charisma. Wesley Snipes is fucking good. And Hysterical. he's great in this. Oh, he's going to be in Coming to America 2. Oh, that's going to be really funny. He is Are you kidding me? Coming to America 2 with Arsenio? He's going, he's going to be Chronicles of the Mayan Tunnel. He plays Ah Puck, God of War. That doesn't sound too good. Cutthroat City. That sounds good. Outbreak Z. That sounds all right. Paper Empire. I don't know what that is. See, the man's working again. He's like, fuck you. I'm about to make a whole lot more money and go right back to jail. Stop it. Oh, well, hopefully Why he has. Why would you say that? Because he doesn't seem to be able to manage his, his massive income. That, do you think that's really him, or do you think it's accountants fucking him over? Are you Someone kidding me? Someone fucked him over. Yeah, he. Fr- yeah, Woody Harrelson didn't end up in jail. Yeah, you know why? Because Woody Harrelson's a white man, and he's got proper representation. Mm-hmm. Woody Harrelson's father killed somebody, so Woody Harrelson said never again. Let's see, he plays General Izzy. You know who else's okay. father killed someone? Who? Terrence Howard. Little Terrence Howard. Was online to see Santa Claus, and his dad stabbed someone. Shut the After fuck cutting him in line. <gasps> now Are that's, you shitting that's me? The, that's one side of the story, but the truth of the matter is, no matter how you tell the story, the man died at the knife of Terrence Howard's father, and the incident is called the Santa Line Slaying. Oh, Look that man. up. It's called the Santa Line Slaying, and uh, yeah, that's why Terrence Howard. Is fucked up now. Listen to this. Look at this. <clears throat> so Eddie Murphy coming to America too. Mm-hmm. James Earl Jones, Wesley Snipes, John Amos. Uh, oh the guy no. who played sexual chocolate. Oh no. Oh Jesus, John Leguizamo. <laughs> no. The guy worse. with the bad face. Yes. Edward Amos. Leslie Jones. Leslie Jones, the guy with the. <laughs> That's funny for a sec because Leslie is a guy's name too. That's very funny. I know. Anyway, Leslie Jones. That's that's a that's gonna that's atrocious looking person. That's a turn off for me. Well, she was funny until she stopped being funny. Yeah, Uh, Luanel. She was funny until she couldn't take a joke. Uh, Luanel is in that movie too. Oh yeah. Tracy Morgan. The girlfriend's the same person. Is Louis Anderson in it? In the new one, he is, yes. <laughs> he, what, is he like the manager of the restaurant now or something? I don't know. Absurd. 
<laughs> so uh, on a scale from one to ten, what do you give this movie? I gave it zero legazamos, which means it's a great movie. Exactly. I think it was a very good movie. Uh, I, I'll let it pass that they had those couple of little things I didn't like, which was very small. So I would, I'll give it an eight. I would give Eddie Murphy basically a ten or nine point five. I think Eddie was better than the movie. How about them apples? I think Eddie Murphy was outstanding in it. And Wesley Snipes as well. Very good, yeah. I think Eddie was actually better than Wesley just because he had a better role, but Wesley did his role perfectly. But Eddie Murphy clearly was the shining star of this project. I will tell you. So you give the movie an 8? Yes. All right. But Eddie Murphy at 9 or 10, mm-hmm. and Wesley Snipes a 9 or 10? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, sure. You know, seriously, Wesley Snipes was very good. Uh IMDb gives this movie a 7.4. All right. What do the critics give it? Dolomite is my name on Rotten Tomatoes. Gets a 97 from the critics and a 91 from the audience. Cool. Uh, I would I would give it an 8.5 for me, but I would also say that uh, that might it should maybe be higher. Because of it did it did then make me go and watch this other movie, right? I mean, so there's cause there's there's got to be something said for that. Uh, it, it I was just like, okay, I gotta go now watching Dolomite and Dolomite. It's if you watch it after watching this this docu dramedy, whatever they want to call it, biopic. Uh, I guarantee you'll enjoy the shit out of it, even though it's not it's not good at all. But it's insanity. What are you doing? Why well, was yawning? What's the matter? I don't know what's happening over there. Why was yawning? That's not a yawn face. What what face did I make? <laughs> Well, I sometimes I make faces. Yeah, I guess you do. It's my nature. What is the most uh, memorable uh, scene for you in this one? Most memorable scene? Well. Uh, that's hard for me to say. What about you? I can't remember what the most memorable scene is. Okay. Well, I, there are several scenes that are uh, just hysterical. Um, there, and there are scenes that are in this movie that they filmed that, for whatever reason, didn't wind up in the uh, original movie that we watched uh, today. Um, but they they did add them at the back end uh, by the credits. Let me just say, one: if you don't like the N-word, you're not going to like this movie. This movie is N-word filled. Now, it's personally a word I don't say. Dave says it all the time. I say it, but uh, <laughs> don't hold not. it against me. He doesn't really. If I said you had a N-word body, would you hold it against me? Anyway, the N-word <sighs> is everywhere in the movie, and um, there's a there's a... There's a scene where Eddie's in the back of a car. If I said you had an ass like an N-word, would you hold it against me? Okay. I mean, like, really hold it against me? Dave, enough. <laughs> Sorry. 
And he's just yelling, enter drive, enter drive. Come on, now we rolling. Big car chase scene, take one. Mom, I don't know nothing about this stunt driver shit now. This is a Cadillac. Step on it and step on it quick. Burn some rubber coats. We gonna deal with this trick. Drive, nigga, drive. <laughs> I don't know why it didn't make it into the original movie, but it it doesn't didn't seem to be in the in the version we saw. Um, yes, but, it was. It was in the original. It was in that version. Were you out walking the dog for a second? Oh, uh, was I? He definitely said it in the movie. That oh, was in the movie. Shit! I thought I paused it. Wait. So what else did you say now was missing? The sex scene where the ceiling comes down. No, I think we just saw that in the credits of the Dol- My Name is Dolomite. Yeah. But the others... Oh, wait, now hold on. Are you saying that that was in the credits too? The real version of the drive? Yes, the real drive, The real version of the... All right, I'll take it back. Yeah, Maybe cause, not, so maybe uh, cut that part on. Because I think I paused the movie when I took Maggie out. All right, so yeah, you got a point there. All right. I'm and wrong. There's a, So there's a few scenes that didn't make it, but they shot... They, they still showed them to us, and I think that was great. Um, now I wonder what the highest quality black exploitation film is out there, like the best well-made film that actually stands to some sort of test of time. It's it's got to be either Shaft or Superfly. Does it? Is it? Those are the most famous. Well, yeah. I mean, I think I think all of the the quality is is never great. Now I'm gonna go with Blackula. I think when we talked about black exploitation, you talked about Blackula at that point. I don't think there can be a better title other than Blackula. So I just rest my case based on the title. All right. Well, that's fine. I had, I don't think uh, I've seen Blackula. Well, you don't see him. That's because he comes in when you're not looking. Blackula. All right. There you go. Uh, so if you want to revisit our black exploitation episode... Please feel free to do so. It's in the archive somewhere. Um, was there anything else you wanted to say? I liked the... Uh, they seemed to capture a pretty good vibe of the 70s. Like, it was pretty realistic, I would say. Okay. And I like the scenery. I like the L.A. scenery. That seemed pretty... Reasonable. You know, we we recently watched that Nicolas Cage uh, movie, Season of the Witch, and it was terrible, right? Yeah, that was retarded. It was terrible, but you were one of the things that you were really upset about was how crystal clear it was. Yeah, like, distractingly it clear. It wasn't shot on. Uh, it wasn't shot on um, film. It's shot on like a red cam or some digital format, and they didn't add grain to it. To make it look filmy, it kind of looked. It was it, among everything else that was bad with that movie. That was part of it. So I mean, the thing with this with this movie was it, it's very similar, where it was a little too clear, even though they added a shit ton of grain. Uh, it when, also looked a little too clear. When video came out, did they think it was better looking than film? No, I think it was just easier. So they think red is better looking than film, or it's just easier. It's it's way more clearer. It's it's a lot more manipulative. 
Tivable. So the clearer was a distraction, though. That's a problem. Yeah. So it's just easier. Yeah. I mean, if you remember Argo. So with, why at this point in life are we settling on easier? But back then they didn't settle on easier. I mean, it's just because they're churning shit out so much faster now. You would think that everything would have just been shot on video back then. And they would have pretended it was better. I mean, there are teleplays that are shot on video. Yeah, but that movie was... If I were the person making that film, I would have been like, you've ruined my movie. You talk about Season of the Witch? Yeah. You think that was the only bad part about Season of the Witch? No, but you can't look at a log and, and be distracted by the, the way a log looks. It's, it's just supposed to be a background shot. Oh, you were distracted by logs? <laughs> yeah, I had okay. a log I had to take care okay. of. What? Captain's log. Anyway, um, also we had just mentioned briefly that I had a cable access show. Uh, I used to... Uh, this was a... <laughs> Okay, let's just uh, let's take a minute and see why Dave's laughing. What what's got you laughing over there, Dave? Because you said you're distracted by logs. Yes, that's very well. You funny. just ad- Dave. that's amusing to me. Yeah, but you just admitted you were distracted by logs. You were you distracted by logs? Blogs. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I got a nice email the other day from uh, Bruce. Don't say the last name, for God's sake. All right. Bruce, uh, who remembers watching the show, and now he has a radio show called For Funk's Sake that's on every Friday night between 7 and 9 on uh, OWWR, which is the SUNY Old Westbury's web radio station. Wait, is that Connecticut? No, that's uh, Long Island. Westbury, Long Island? So uh, I gave it a listen this this week, and he plays some great funk. Old funk, new funk, has little things to say about the funk in between. And uh, if you are carrying the flag for funk, I am definitely going to recommend you listen to Bruce and his radio show on OWWR. Have a shot of Bailey's and listen to the funk. You can uh, check it out at OWWRNY.org. Like I said, Fridays between 7 and 9 for Funk's Sake with Bruce. And Dave doesn't want me to give your last name for reasons I don't know. Give a last name. I'm just kidding. Let them figure it out. Bruce Tannenbaum. Uh, No. Oh, sorry. Well, isn't that a good name, though? Directed by Bruce Tannenbaum. Okay. Now, that's professional. It's very festive. Um, Anyway, so uh, check that out. O-W-W-R-N-Y.org for all of your Bruce mystery last name and funk needs. Excellent. And uh, Dave's got... uh, Dave's got the funk. Dave's got the funk. And... uh, Ever since I was a kid, I had the funk. Okay. Well, he he had written to me to say that he was still playing Jay Crash, the Jay Crash album. He still has it in his regular rotation at his house. Um, Jay Crash is a record that Dave made with our friend Caleb, or Caleb made with Dave, um, I won't give Caleb's last name since you seem to really want to shield everyone today. Caleb James. Caleb James is not his name. Caleb Casey James. That's somebody that was Caleb on American Abrams. Idol. Casey Abrams. 
Caleb's nickname was KBC, I'll give you that much, and they made a, a record, and they called it Jay Crash, and uh, Jay Crash was a was basically my best friend uh, at the time who had been murdered, um, and Jay Crash had been, uh, he had called a radio station I worked at, and that had, that was the name he said he was. I'd be like, hi, this is, you know, what was the, what were the call letters? Uh, was that something with a Z in it? Yeah, W. I don't know. W N Y Z O Z. No. It was. I don't know. It was some Z Rock. Z Rock. I would call. Fourteen hundred and something or other. Fourteen eighty Z Rock, and I would answer the phones, and he'd be like, "This is Jay Crasher Basher," and so he was just his name was Jay Crash, and um, when he passed away, uh, these guys named a band after him, and I thought that was amazing and beautiful. <coughs> And uh, people are still listening to that stuff. And Bruce had the right of it. He said it sounds a lot like Steely Dan. And I remember saying that back then. I remember you saying it back then. So mm-hmm. you were right on with that, Bruce. And I uh, appreciate you uh, playing that for the masses. Caleb's voice has a little Fagan-esque quality to it. Caleb's voice, yeah. Caleb's voice and Caleb's production is all very Fagan-esque. And uh, I got to be honest, he's early Fagan. He's not that later clean stuff. KBC is is knows his shit, and he uh, he's in, very impressive in the studio. All right, so that is it for this week. We will have a new show very soon. We are sorry we spent time away, but uh, you know, kitchens need to be painted, records need to be finished, and uh, you know. We're just doing our thing. Any last words for the masses, Dave? I know it's been a pleasure, and I will be back shortly. Did you want to apologize for our long break? I'm so sorry for our long break. Okay, you don't have to say exactly what I'd say. I'm really sorry for our long break. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right. No, but seriously. Uh Uh-huh. You guys are really cool. Okay. Anywho, uh... This has been the Middle-Aged Cool Kids Super Terrific Podcast featuring your pals. Johnny and the Hallmaster. Uh-huh. I guess I'm the Hallmaster. Don't tell the Hallmaster. My room smells like pot. Okay. Dot, dot, dot. Dave? Huh? The kitchen smells like pot. You Wait, know why? Wait, that's my room. Uh-huh. How'd you know my room was the kitchen? Well, are you the Hallmaster? I am the Hallmaster. Don't tell you. Okay. Uh... We will be back very soon with another new and exciting episode. Thanks for listening. Uh, We've missed you, and we adore you. And uh, Hallmaster. Hallmaster 5000. That's me. We will see you. With reverb. Okay. We will see you next time, America. Hallmaster. Some folks say that Willie Green was the baddest motherfucker the world ever seen. But I want you to hold on to your seat and hold on to them tight because you're now getting ready to see the story of me. Yes, me, the badass Dolomite. Oh.